0: As I was going through college about 12 years ago, I used to work as a caregiver in a nursing home. And one night, I met a young woman from Africa. She was also working that same night. It was a long night, so we ended up just talking a lot. At one point, we began speaking about religion. And she said something I've never forgotten. She looked me straight in the eyes as a young college student, didn't really seem too religious to me, so it really caught me off guard. She said, I don't care what denomination someone is, but I, ne- I will never allow anyone to walk away from me without believing in Jesus Christ. I was struck by her confidence, so I asked her why. And she said, Because he saved my life. She went on to tell me the story about how she had just come from Rwanda, she was in the Rwandan genocide about 10 years before that, as a little girl about nine years old. At one point, she found herself, as her village was being attacked, running through a wheat field. And at one point, she just fell on the ground. And she said, Jesus, if you're there, protect me. I offer my life to you. And the next moment, she found herself lifted up by a group of uh, uh, Hutu men who were the killers. And they took her and they lined up a bunch of Tutsis against the wall. And they began to kill them. She said, right as they came to her, out of nowhere, a big woman who she'd never seen before ran up and wrapped her arms around her and said, What are you doing? Are you trying to kill your own people now? And they said, What are you talking about? She said, She's a Hutu. She's a Hutu. I know her. And immediately the man who was leading the gang set him apart. And he went to the little girl and he said, what is your name? And for some reason she said she had no idea why. She didn't tell him her real name. She told him the name that only her father called her. It was like a pet name just between them. And the man went to the other side to that other woman and asked her her name. And not only did the woman say that very name but she pulled out a document with that name on it identifying her as a Hutu after that the man let her go and the woman ran to her and she said or the woman ran to her and said stay with these men do not leave them until the war is over and you will be safe and the girl started crying and said don't leave me don't leave me and the woman said don't worry I am always with you and I will come back for you. Well, she had to walk with the men for almost a month before she was finally able to get to a refugee center and from there to America. She never again saw that woman in her life. She said, ever since that moment, never for a second has she doubted that Jesus Christ is God. She said, because he saved my life, And the fathers of the church used to say that God reveals himself to us as he saves us. In other words, we come to know who God really is when we experience his salvation in our life. And every time we experience that, it's an epiphany. Epiphany means manifestation, revelation. God reveals himself to us as he saves us. The epiphany of the Magi wasn't just a realization that God exists, but they found God in the flesh coming to save them. That's how they experienced him. Every time Christ revealed himself as God in the flesh, in the scriptures, in the baptism when he changed water into wine, when he was transfigured on Tabor, when he was crucified, died and rose again. Every single one of these was an epiphany, a revelation of God in the flesh as he came to save us. One question I often ask young people, especially when they come to confession, is who is God to you? And more than anything, the response I get after a shrug is, well, he's the one that created us. I just shake my head and I say, well, you have not yet experienced an epiphany. You have not yet come to know God as he truly is, as he wants you to know him. The God of the Christians is not a God who merely exists but a God who saves us. Not just a creator, but a redeemer. We don't need an epiphany to know that God exists. Philosophers have proved that way before us. To believe in a God who is a creator barely touches the fringes of our faith as Christians. The epiphany of the Magi wasn't for a God who just exists but a God who came to save them, became incarnate to be with them and redeem them. And that's the kind of epiphany that we need in life. That's the kind of epiphany that we're always looking for, and longing to see. That's the kind of epiphany that can save our souls. The revelation of God who is not just there, but is with me here in my life, involved, loving me, guiding me, protecting me, saving me. A God more intimate to me than I am to myself. That's an epiphany. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. It came out about five, seven years ago. It's a powerful film about a young boy about nine years old, has Asperger's syndrome, so he social communication is very difficult for him so his father would always be making games so that he'd have to go out and talk to people little treasure hunts and whatnot but his life falls apart when he's about nine years old his father's played by tom hanks and he's killed in the 9-11 attacks and it's just him and his mother left over and their whole world just falls apart and he keeps wondering what it all means what's the answer to the trauma that he's experienced so it's a movie about his him kind of dealing with this with his father but more than anything it's about his relationship with his mother because once his father dies their whole relationship breaks apart and it's as, it's as if she's not even in the picture but at one point he goes into his father's closet and he finds a key inside an envelope with the last name black on it and he's convinced that it was from his father to help him to go on another treasure hunt that if he found this box Whatever this key would open, it would have some answer to the suffering of his life and give meaning to what he's going through. And so he makes this huge map of New York City, finds out there's over 470 last names of black in the phone book, and he plans to go to every single one. And as he's doing this, you see his mother in the background. But they're getting further and further apart. Most of the time she's just lying in bed or on the couch in a gown, usually crying, suffering her own way through the, through the trauma. So for the next months, he begins going from door to door in introducing himself to all these people and trying to find that box that this key can open. But in the end he fails to find it but he has an epiphany of much deeper worth the real revelation that this boy comes to experience at the end of the film isn't from the box but it actually comes from his mother he comes to find out at the end of the film that all along his mother knew exactly what he was doing that she was studying the map that he had made and every morning she'd wake up and she'd go out and she'd visit every single house that he was going to go to that day. And he'd tell the, she'd tell the people to expect his, her son and explain the situation and, and welcome in kindly and, and just be gracious to him. When he realized that his mother understood his pain, she understood his journey, his search, and what he was going through, that was the revelation that saved him. It was an epiphany, not just that his mother was there, that she existed, but she was a part of his life. She was with him. She was going before him, preparing his way, and maybe didn't find a box with all the answers to his problems, but he discovered that relationship, and it saved him. It's what allowed him to endure the tragedy of his life. The wise men at the end of their journey did not find a magic box that contained all the answers to the problems that they were facing. They discovered something much deeper than that. The relationship with a God who had come to save them. God in the flesh, who is now with them in their exile to redeem them from their sins that's not the manifestation of a creator that's the revelation of a savior who is God to you? really if someone were to ask you why are you Catholic? have you had an epiphany? what's the moment you came to realize that Jesus Christ is God and you know that because you've experienced him? You've experienced His salvation in your life. No longer just someone on the other side of eternity waiting to judge you, but a God who is with you, more intimate to your life than you are to yourself. Have you ever experienced that? Do you know what it means to experience an epiphany? The gospel says, after the wise men encountered Christ, they went home a different way. That's what happens when you experience an epiphany of God in the flesh in your life. Transforms you. Changes your whole outlook on life. I never in my life wanted to be a priest. Never thought it happened. Until I encountered God in the flesh. Every single Mass we come to, as Catholics, it's an epiphany. A manifestation of the Divine, where God, once again, reveals Himself to us as He saves us. Reveals Himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. As He comes to save us by joining us, by being with us, by finding us here, And if you recognize that, if you see that epiphany come to reality on this altar, no matter what you're suffering, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what questions you carry in your heart or your mind, you'll be able to endure it. Because you will experience the epiphany of God in the flesh coming to be with you. Then you too will be able to cry out, just like that woman I met so long ago. I know that Jesus Christ is God. I know it because I've experienced it. He's revealed himself to me as he saved me. That's what the epiphany is all about.